Name is J J A I Essence Journey, and you can definitely find me on YouTube under Bam J Essence Journey. Uh, the organization that I represent is My Cousin Connection, which is fairly new. Launch date July two thousand twenty one, and we are an organization, um, basically a website that helps people who are learning about Rwanda, trying to get real information, the black and white, and help you uh, move or consider living abroad. We also work with Black expats who are already here to just build that community and culture and help us become more stable on the continent. So those are that's my organization. This. This, is, this is diversified game game a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with kelly he may agree he may oppose and it's more than just race it's about you know ideas so let the game begin hey it's kellen and today on diversified game all the way from Rwanda, J Essence Journey. You know my cousin's connections is in the building. She's yes. gonna give us the game on how, why she went from the US where she is from and has relocated to Rwanda and she is making it look real nice, real beautiful. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? First and foremost, thank you for bringing me to your platform. Hello to everyone who's just tuned in and hopefully we'll get your ears buzzing and brewing and giving you a little bit to listen to. But I just appreciate being on this platform and I am fine today. Babe. Awesome. And you seem to be one of those people who is always fine inside and out. You just are like a bundle of joy. And, you know, I, I was trying to look into more of your history. I said, let me see if this is a relative of mine. It's just something about you that's real familiar. But for those who haven't checked out your YouTube yet, give them the okay. brief synopsis. Why did you run to Rwanda? Because you, you didn't owe any child support. You didn't no. have any insurance out. You know, what no. made you say, I'm going to leave the greatest, so-called greatest country in the world and go to an African country? I'm saying you throw in you throw in the greatest country out there in the world, like that old boyfriend that you used to have, and you only had that one. So you ain't know there was a whole field of other men out there looking for a sister. You know what I'm saying? You just loyal to the one, you know, you know, the boyfriend started acting a fool, you know, stuff wasn't acting the way it was supposed to. You made some promises about retirement, pensions, and social security. It ain't coming through, you know. Sisters gotta look it around and do a whole bunch of things. So I started looking at other players in the field. So um, basically, though, like the serious piece was um, when you looked at America and I am a person who busted tail, like I work, I did everything I played by the rules. And it just seemed like it was getting harder and harder to get what was promised to me, you know, through the things that my parents did, through the things that my grandparents did. We were supposed to have a certain level of rights, you know, that we're not even supposed to beg for. This isn't reparations. This was just basic living. Why can't I not get a check to meet a check? And so um, I was really starting to concern about retirement because I could not do the hustle in retirement. Like, that's not what I'm supposed to do. And you look at the economy going up and you're looking at all these things going up. And I, I mean, I honestly refuse, one, to pay Sally Mae back and still be stressed. And then, you know, to like, just where was my peace? So um, I actually left first and went to the UAE. I just left America. So I didn't have my sights 
on any particular country in Africa. I just knew that was the direction, but I had to leave where I was from. And once I left and went to UAE, I was able to look at things in a different perspective. And that changed so much. And so I was able to kind of start researching countries. And one thing that happens is in America, you hear all about West Africa. You don't hear a lot about East Africa. And it wasn't until I moved that I started hearing about Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and Rwanda. And it's Rwanda is like this small small little place but it's got the big chest like i'm here now can you see me can you see me and so i don't know like i have to go back to the analogy you know there's this brother across from the club you know he ain't the tallest brother you know he ain't the most swole brother but you know he was looking at a sister you know and he was looking at his sister with some good credit reports he was looking at a sister with some you know good game a little intellectual you know a little structure in the life you know so i was like well let me see what this play over here talking about and you know rwanda was the space and honestly it was originally just the country that I felt like I could retire to, I can purchase a house, I can purchase land, and I could have a place to be peaceful and rest. And so that was originally the plan. Originally. You know, and for those who are listening, which the majority of the audience is listening, but then, you know, those who watch, you can see that you have like an air of just um, your timing is, I mean, you could do stand-up, you can sing, you can sing. Like, what were you doing in the state? And I feel you on, I, you know, I, when I paid that Sally May back during COVID Baby. Time, I was like, okay, what's next? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but what were you doing in America? Because were you in any way in entertainment or YouTube? Oh, wow. No. Um, and I think that's part of part when I talk about breaking free or fighting my freedom. Um, one thing that happened is I think I've always been this animated or just this type of personality. My friends are not shocked. Um, however, we get caught in who you're supposed to be. And so I never did do YouTube because I was like, I can't be on there, um, you know, acting a fool, being silly, you know, or such and such, such and such. You know, I, I actually I'll say I'm in education and you have a lot of airs about you and, you know, um, I'm funny and all this stuff. But, baby, um, I, I'm on that administrative game. I'm on, you know, I'm on the big wigs. I sit at the table, make some real decisions. And so you have to constantly worry about your reputation. I was one of the people that if I went to a job interview, let me straighten my hair. Let me do this. Let me code switch. Like I did all of those things great. It was wonderful until the point where I felt like I was starting to be ashamed of myself because why wasn't I more of this plastic cut out picture? And it's kind of like, what's wrong with me? And then when I broke free, um, that's when I don't want to say broke free, but I want to say when I moved to Rwanda just in this past year, I have unapologetically been 100% myself in all environments. I do think that, um, you know, with all of the things that happened in the past year, and I think just being black, we were tired of being muffled. And so we stopped being quiet for the sake of other people's feelings a lot. And it was like that permission to speak and scream, especially after the people did what they did on the Capitol. It was like, you're going to hold us against ourselves no matter what. So let me stop suppressing myself. And, um, that piece for me in Rwanda just really cleaned up. And um, 
and I don't want to say clean, like just broke through. And I am unapologetically now just J Essence. And if you love me, I appreciate it. If you don't like me, you can scroll and roll. Like it's cool. I don't have no time to be stressed out about your perception of what you feel like you want to think about me. And um, I'll tell people now I'm over in my forties. The best thing about turning 40 is there's a word called mm -mm, like, mm -mm, like, I don't know what can do like that, but that F word is strong. And I love it. Like, it's empowering. Like, I don't have to give a, like, I dance to Master P a little different now. Like, what? It's all up in there because I don't have time for it. And then on the other side, there's so many beautiful things happening. And who am I to not let the world or even myself experience it fully? So I'm here. I'm here. I'm doing it. And I love what I'm trying to do. So you were one of those people that I would tease in a meeting, knowing that you had a different personality, but you were holding it in in a, in a corporate setting. And, and it, yeah, you know, snatch it, up. snatch it up. You know, back in the day, you could play footsie with that type of person. You can't do that mm -hmm. now. people. Get I, got you, uh, I, I got eye game. I told you I'm in education. I can look at you real quick and shut you down. Like, you get shut down. I got I got it together. Like, no, I could not. If you said something, I'm going to snatch you like I am that person. I remember this. And this is so sad. I'll tell you the story. Um, I did not know about N.E.R.D. back in the day. Like I knew about Pharrell, but I didn't know about N.E.R.D. And I went to a concert mm. brand new. And it was so phenomenal. Like that's hands down my favorite group now. But um I actually remember being in the front row. Like if I ever meet Pharrell, I do want to apologize to him and his crew. Front row, having the time of my life and somebody had a cell phone and I froze and I refused to dance because I was just scared of it would get on YouTube and the wrong people would see me in the get it girl outfit. And you know, like that's your job. Like that was me, like no cell phones around. I still party, I still kicked it, but like I always had to have an eye up on who's watching mm, man that and that's a form of you know a jail prison yes it is when, and now that you are free but let, let's say rwanda is a lot more conservative because somebody right. like what outfit was that you know we want to see that on instagram but rwanda's conservative so now how is that dance transformed well see i think the difference um in the freedom that we're talking about is my freedom and so the thing is, is that, yes, Rwanda is conservative. I talk, I tell people all the time, Rwanda's like living at your grandparents' house. Like, don't, hey, hey, you in before the street lights, you, you know, you, hey, don't talk loud up in here. Like, it's, it, so Rwanda's conservative. I was in the UAE and it was conservative. And it's really funny, like, yo, I'm in conservative spaces being 100% myself. That says something. And I don't know if I have the depthness of that whole piece yet for you, but it's one I will say, um, I say I was raised good. I was raised just fine. I am a good girl. I'm a good child. I really don't have no harm for nobody. I don't really be trying to look out to do nothing to nobody. I just want my space. I want my space and my peace. And so if there's a rule, I'll abide by that rule. But I am not in a place of suppression. And there's no suppression 
in having rules. There's just regulation. If you tell me it's the same thing of, oh, you want me to put on a seatbelt? Okay, I can put on a seatbelt. That doesn't hurt me. Oh, I got to drive on the right side of the road. Okay, I can do that. And so in these places where, yes, I will tell people in a heartbeat, if you want to say Rwanda is conservative, but in the same space for me, in my journey, and I tell people all the time, every person has their own journey. For me and my journey, it's funny to me that I lived in the land of the free and I wasn't free. And now I'm in the land where there's rules and expectations and I'm living loud and beautifully and nobody's slapping a hand or wrist. And it really gives me testament of who I am designed to be. I'm good. Everything's good. I'm cool. Bad days can be bad days, but good days can be good days. But I'm not, and I no longer um, um, want to be suppressed. That's my biggest thing. I don't do suppression. I don't do oppression. So if that situation is coming, I will put myself out of that situation if I feel like I am being suppressed. Okay, well, no, that's great because a lot of people think, oh, if you go to Africa, you got to have a burqa because they don't know, you know, between the different countries or even regions mm-hmm. in the country. No, everything's different. So, so it, when you went out there, um, can you tell the folks, because this is my pet peeve, you see the negative videos in Africa, yes. mainly from younger people. You and I, we're in our 40s. But I see it from younger people who yep. weren't financially prepared. They didn't do their history. So now they go on YouTube and tell everybody, oh, they're going to put me in a COVID hotel or all oh, this and that. So how much money in savings and what type of planning did you have before you ah. left? So I actually just did a video on this. And I think um, when I tell everybody you have your own journey, I was blessed to get a job here. So I did not follow that route. I was blessed to get a job. And it's because of that job I'm able to do things. Rwanda is not a place that you can just relocate to and be just free and stuff. Like you do have to have some kind of income coming in. You do have to have those things. And it's because that they re- the work that they have done to build up their economy, the work that they have done to actually create these kind of things and entities, That's really serious work. And so that was one reason why I said originally I was looking to retire here because they have systems and structures in place. They have those things in place. And so you do have to really research. Now, if I turned around and said, do you want a dollar amount or whatever? I mean, why are you going to do this to me? I got to be grown with mine. You know, I'm grown with mine. Like, let's be honest. Like when you was in the 20s and you was road tripping, yeah, I could sleep on a twin cot. I can't do that now at 40. I need, I got bad back. I need a full mattress. I need five star, four star hotel. You know, I ain't sharing no room with nobody. What, 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 what? what? I got to work more hours so I could just upgrade the room. I'm working more hours to upgrade the room. I believe in an upgrade. I, I'm, I'm in that category of life. Um, and when you're young, I do say, and when you're young, you have the right to make those mistakes. The thing I will say is that while people are coming over to Africa, and I know, child, you don't have not near plan. You don't have no purpose. The one thing I do know is there's another culture of people who have let their children run around and learn. So I'm not going to knock you for running around to learn. I am going to knock you for taking your opinion and presenting it like fact. No, no, because you didn't plan. That was your story. You can tell what happened, but you don't turn around and put that responsibility on a continent to take care of you when you didn't know how to take care of yourself. 
And that's just, but that's, that's maturism. That's learning how to be grown. That's just taking care of period responsibilities. And if I want to get into, you know, we 40 and let's be grown, I do feel like the raising of children who were born in 70s, you know, 80s, we were raised to be accountable for our actions. Like that's what you got when you had the after school specials all the time. That was latchkey kids. Like you don't open the door, the chicken is out, you do this. Like you were raised to have things done. And if they weren't done, I don't know how you did, but I know when my mama was like, I told you to do something before I got tatted up, she would be like, well, what did I tell you to do? And I had to explain what I was supposed to do and why I did not do it before I got tatted up and promised on how not to do it again and what amendments I'm going to make. That's training. So now when I come into a situation, I've already pre-planned the situation. I've already sat here and said these things. I've already done the worst case scenario. Let's be honest. When I snuck out the house, shh, I already know the three different ways I need to get back into the house and not get caught. I had stuff set up. I had people on phone calls already ready to get back because you, we were just raised in a different generational aspect. And so I don't know now when you have these people, not these people, let me not say it like that, but our children, our younger selves running out and upset that the world hasn't bent down for them to cater to their need. And they want to blame the world instead of saying, I did not plan. I did not make a, you know, a decision. <laughs> I did not do these things. Just be accountable, but don't blame somebody else for what you did not do. Bars. Oh my goodness. You could put that like an Eric Thomas, Dr. Eric Thomas, you know, <laughs> quick, short. That is real talk. Cause when I talk about it, people, well, Kelly, you don't understand. Or they try to say, because you live like this. And it's like, one, you don't know how I live. You assume. And, mm-hmm. and I love that because we were told, you know, the lights come on the street lights, you be home. Run to the door when I'm not there. I don't care if it's your auntie or whoever, but I said don't Somebody can snatch you. You gonna, somebody snatch you. Yes. And so, and and my mother, uh, when she was alive, she she played games where she would, you know, Mm -hmm. she'll play it. She'll be the one knocking, but then hide and see if what you were gonna (laughs) do. Right here, right here, right here. My mom used to do the one where it was like, don't pick up the phone if somebody call you. And then she called. And, (laughs) And you'd be like, I told you not to pick up the phone. So you're going to get it when I get home. But go ahead and check the bill drawer. You'll be like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, we got to put, put context, folks. This is before caller ID. This is before you knew yes. yeah, who was Man. calling you every single time. Man. So, yeah, we have to tell it. that. Yeah, there was life before. There was life with the... <laughs> <laughs> if you hit the wrong number, you had to start all over again. You'd be like, Man. Like waiting for that nine... <laughs> There was a blessing when your cord would even extend and you could get a longer extender. So when the cordless came through, you were like, you know, you thought you had a car phone for a second. You get snatched up. Or somebody, uh, like that was my mama. You've been on the phone for 10 minutes and she just unplugged the cord. So you got to talk. But, you know, you got your 10 minutes and then you'd be like, okay, because you don't pay no bills here. So you don't get to have free bill time phone. You know, no, no, no. The person who yeah. pays the bills, that's how I was raised. The person who got pays the bills get the most of everything, most airtime, most food, most whatever. So unless you put it in something into the household or you got your homework done, like that was the other thing. If it wasn't money, it was education for us. 
So when I finished up a good book, you know, I was reading Malcolm X, age 12, um, you know, because that was what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real talk. We, we were forced to read all of that. But be, being from the Bay Area, being born in Oakland, my mother uh, being raised in Oakland, mm-hmm. by the way, in Arkansas, she saw the Black Panther. She saw the shooting. Yes. She would yes. tell us, so she would tell mm-hmm. me, "You got to read this book. You got to know the real what was mm-hmm. going on." And, and folks, she say, "Well, why can't you be on the phone all day?" Because they didn't have the click over all the time. That was an extra <laughs> add-on, right? <for> the- <laughs> you know, that's why Everybody, I got an important know. telephone call coming. So you better not. Yeah, I was born in California. I got you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so you know, the, the, the life has been good. You've been blessed to do something. And I argue with Blessings. people with this all the time because you see on even clients of mine shows, people will come on and say, if you go to Africa, you can't get a job. And I say, no, I know people making six figures and more in Africa. That's not true. Maybe you don't have the skill, mm. right? And I could go real, you know, I could say maybe working at Walmart, you don't have the skills that you think you could apply. But you do. But tell the people, how did you get the job? Because many people, you're the first one they're going to hear say they got a job in Africa. But I'm going to sit there and say, let me preference this. Let's go backwards. God gave me Africa in my time. And I will go back and say it is very hard to just take your skill set and find a job in Africa at the currency rate that you are used to. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. You, not everybody's willing to go into an African country and make African currency and live that way. So I have to first state that God gave me my job. I do not recommend my path to people. This path was given to me and I'll break it down. Um, literally. Oh, wow. Um, when I went to U- UAE and that was Dubai to live, I went and proved myself so hard to people who did not want to hear through my work to the point I was on, I was almost on my deathbed. I, I almost died. Um, I had fibroids and I never knew that. And at one point in the middle of the night, they expanded and covered my colon and my um, urinary tract. So my body was going septic and I did not know. And um, that was a life-changing event to go through all of that. And then my next job was just a, it was just a blessing only because everything I felt like I was fighting to prove that I was and knew, I did at that job. And I really do felt like when that piece came together and all that stuff, and it was supposed to be like a woosah, COVID came. And that just made me have to work even harder and do things. And honestly, was still in that position of not getting the credit to my name. People were taking everything I was doing and claiming it for themselves, getting pay raises. I wasn't. Um, So I do feel that when this position came open and then now once I moved here, it was just God saying, job well done. You followed me. Nobody else is going to bless you but me. Here you go. And this position came open. I took it. It lined up. I'm here. That was the blessing for me. And so when I tell people about looking for a job, I once say, look, I will hands down tell you to look. I will tell you to apply because there are people out here who do not have the credentials and skill set that get the jobs because they know the right people. So we have to start putting our names in the bucket to show that we're, we're, we're right there, too. 
If you're going to turn around and close your eyes to us, at least let us call you out on it. At least let us sit there and ask you in your face, why will you not take the person who has this degree or degrees or these skill set versus somebody else? Um, the um, other piece is you got to know your country. Some countries are very open to expats. Some countries are not. And then some countries will give you your U.S. currency, which makes that transition easier. And then some won't. There are countries that are just very easy or available for businesses. Rwanda is one where you can take your own skill set instead of looking for somebody to employ you, bring in enough capital and you can build that system. And Rwanda is a great place to turn around and build a business they really support. So it goes towards that, those different conversations. And it all starts with uh, research. And you hmm. got, let me, you got to get out of what you think you know and start finding what you really need to know. Um, and people on YouTube are not going to be the ones and I'm a YouTuber, but we don't know what you need. So you have to open up a book. You have to go to an immigration website. You have to go here. You have to go to different places. You got to expand your circle. You got to reach out and reach out to different people on YouTube and say, can I talk to you? Can we discuss? You got to pay, pay the consultant fees if they have consultation fees, like those type of things, because you're not going to get to know anything always sitting in the same spot. But when you move, your energy starts moving. You start figuring out things. You start doing different things. And that's the key thing. And that's when you network, um, because like I said, I found out my position through somebody because I somebody just happened to know I wanted to go to Rwanda and it was a friend of a friend. I got connected. Next thing you know, there was a position open. They said, you want it? I, what? I didn't even know I was supposed to talk to you. And I did. Wow. Wow. This is uh, God's work really at hand. And now that you are in Rwanda. And, you know, you, you have your job and, mm. and you also have my cousin connection, Tell yep. the people, you know, and is this maybe your, I asked all my guests, is this your community give back to the people or is this just, you know, something, a, a business, but I, I want to know, like my cousin connection, give us the game and also tell us what your community give back is, because I know that's big to you. Um, so there's a couple of different things. First of all, yes. Um, let me say here, um, I came to Rwanda to work and I complete that. And that is my number one energy push out. Or that's what I was supposed to do. I did not come to Rwanda to create business. I really thought I was just going to sit here and chill. And literally it was just the way that things were pushed. And when I say pushed or pulled, um, my cousin connection is actually just a greater sense of myself. I am very family oriented. I have always been in a situation. I'm from the South. You got a cousin somewhere. You can reach out and ask somebody a question. You can be supported. Um, so it really is in that mindset of somebody's done this before. You can reach out and talk to them, network, let's pull these things together. You have the right to make your own decision. You could be faith at soul food, or you could be, you know, the family. You can make whatever decision you want to, but you can't say you didn't have family there. You can't say you didn't have a stomping ground. And then the second piece is Rwanda is really, really a good place to retire to the point they have a retirement visa, assured income, where people who are getting money from the government have an automatic visa, no problem. Um, that means that I have a lot of my, I have to be careful how I say it, you know, the seasons, saints, you know, the, um, the, 
you know. And so y'all coming out here, I mean, y'all coming out here, you got your kids left back at home, your grandkids back at home, you out here living your best life. Who checking on you? Who's checking on you? you when the dust gets up, your allergies kicking, you know you got a slip disc. We, we Don't be out in the streets. You know, like I'm sitting here seeing my seniors out there in the street. So um, we created a system um, of just the check-in. We're there with you. You know, and it's just like the same thing you did if you had grandparents, which you had to go in and, you know, you spend a little bit of time with mom, mom, papa, you know, you got to eat some little pound cake, but you spent that time with them. You know, we go to the doctor with you because I know you on prescriptions. Let's not act like you not your blood pressure be high. Let's make sure we know this, because if there is an emergency situation, if there's anything that happens, um, we somebody has to tell the doctor these were the past surgeries or these are the pills they're on. So don't give them this, you know, these are their allergies, those kind of things. So yes, it is a community pull. Um, it was not created in the sense of I'm going to be on fortune 500. Uh, this is the greatest thing. Um, the other piece of it is for me is that I am so grateful to Rwanda um, that I know I like to employ. I like to insure salaries. How else can we ensure, um, you know, poverty doesn't take over if we're not building opportunities to grow people, train them and be able to do those things. So that's the other piece. That's the joy is creating businesses um, that actually produce and put people in positions where they can actually work and do things. So I'm very dedicated on hiring locals or Rwandans and just training them in those aspects. So no, it's totally community. Not to say, because let's get this together, that is charity. You know, your girl, I tired. I like to eat. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, the community can feed me or whatever else like that, but it takes money to make things efficient and effective because we are quick to have a high expectation, but low penny costs. Like, no. No, 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 no. Let's let's do this decent and in order. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's 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 do this right. You're speaking to the choir right now, because as you know, consultants and everybody's a consultant nowadays. People always, well, hey, I need some help. I need management. I need this. I need that. Then you send a contract, and people say, "Do you got anything for the five hundred dollar a month budget?" Uh, no, I do. And, and, yeah. and I Go know ahead. that hustle. Like, I, I know that hustle budgeting. I've gone to a couple people before. I'd be like, yo, and I, I just, you have to be honest. I'm not ready for your level of expertise. And I appreciate that. I don't sit there and have to ask you to bargain down on it. I see what you do. I financially am not there. I can't wait till I walk in the door and I am there. But mm. I'm not going to sit here and bargain you down. Or tell people, but I'm going to post you on my Instagram. It's a business. I, you ain't calling the Marriott talking about, but I'm going to post you on my Instagram um, in that same aspect and energy. So, no, I, I don't want to get it. So I, my heart yearns to give this. And that's one reason why I have allowed scholarships to sponsor other people. Um, we take donations. We take because it takes things to make it run. And I'm just fortunate and blessed that the followers that I have understand, they know the need, and there's never been a question on that piece. And I stay very transparent with where money goes. 
And if I say there's something going to happen, it happens. I don't allow you to ask too many questions because it happens. Because I, I, that's how, like I said, I was raised. I, I don't know how people was raised. I was raised that your name means something. And so when people hear the name J. Essence, I'm, that's, that there's a certain feeling they're supposed to have that joy. Message. Oh, she got an album coming out, y'all. Yeah, we don't know when, but it's going to come. In what form? I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> Spitting bars. Spitting bars. Okay. Yes. Now, you know, people see you living your best life in Rwanda. Um, and I know on the men's side, men always ask me, even though I say I'm mature and, and married, you know, with kids and all, mm -hmm. they want to know what the dating life is. And we've brought people to Africa and I've seen people wild out, ready to go to the clinic the Child. next day, right? Um, how has dating been? Because African men, they can be ready to get married day one, but you got to find that right one. You know, bright choice and all, you got a whole ceremony ready. But hold on, hold on. We got to get some things together. I'm an American. This is how I was raised. And this is who I am at 40 years old. So how has the dating life been? You're going to get me in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble. I've got I got to be quiet. I got to. Uh, I can't say everything I want to say. Um, and I only say that because um, one I'm in a conservative country. So I'm just going to sit there and say, um, and, and watch, there's going to be probably about four people on my door knocking later, like, how you going to say that? Um, I don't think I'm in a swagalicious country. I'm in a very purposeful country. So the temptations that can just come, um, I'm not there. And I think also my focus is a lot stronger. And then now I'm going to go into some deepness with dating. okay? I'm not 20 I'm not 30. Your abs, I like looking at them, but they don't help you make a decision. And now you're talking to a sister who, if my mind gets messed up because I'm with the wrong brother in the wrong place, it messes somebody else's salary up. It messes up somebody else's job. So my mind's got to stay steady and strong. So the other piece of it is, is on this side, there are certain things I must know. I know that whoever is going to love me or be with me or date me is going to have to see me through some very hard times in my life because both of my parents are able. And, you know, there's, there's just different kind of conversations that's going to have to be had, which takes a level of maturity. So that stops just running around the streets to live your best life. Like, I know the difference between me going out and having fun and somebody who's fun versus somebody who's full time. And I also know the difference of what that takes and looks like. So if you want to date, you can date. If people are asking that question, um, it's a beautiful place. If you want to ask me, I actually am not dating um, because I like what I'm doing. And I am so excited about seeing how far I can go that I know that I want to be selfish doing that and not necessarily giving in to somebody else. And that's okay. I can have that conversation now. I can tell a brother that if you're going to come talk to me, I, I love you for what you're doing, but you got to do you because I'm going to do me. And I've been cheering me on for a long time. And I'm good at cheering me on. So you could cheer you on. But if you want to take some of my cheering and make sure it's your, my, your responsibility to give it to you, I really ain't there right now.
because I haven't gone as far as I need to go yet. So now there might be some brother coming down and going to change all that around. And you see me in three months, you're going to be like, I thought she said, I'm, <laughs> you know, I made a mistake. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got chose. I got chose. Um, but um, I think that there's a really deep set of reality. And when people look at relationship, and like you said, people come down here and lose their mind. You, it's really great to be chose. It's really great for somebody to big you up. I think that I am just grounded so much in reality um, that if all of a sudden if five or six brothers come looking at me like, oh, use this, use this, use this. I'd be like, um, I don't cook. So um, I really ate all that. Like, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this. So um, there's a big difference between someone who is authentic and somebody who's just looking for something. I don't know. Did that answer your question? No, it did because it was your answer and your truth on how you're, there's no right or wrong with my Mm -hmm. answers or my questions, you know, with all this so-called high value talk, listening to people who are single about what high value is and they just got to that status. And you hear so many men taking this and saying, oh, I'm high value. Like money don't make you high value. No. It it doesn't. It it can make you miserable if you don't know how to manage it. Let me be authentic with you. Let me tell you this right now because I was being really cute. Okay. Mm. Your girl is happy. Your joy. I'm joyous. And people are like, oh, my gosh, I love her energy. The moment either one of my parents can't do what they normally do. I'm not going to be the same person at all. And if I can't have a brother who's strong enough to love me in my ugliness and darkest and depression spaces, we can't do it. I, I know this. We can't do it. So when you talk about high class and high value, yes, I understand that a certain type of money gets you there. I understand. I need a certain type of morals. I need a certain type of strength. I need a king. I truly am building a kingdom here. I need a king. And a king can look mighty and not be nothing inside. But a true king pays attention to the kingdom. He's making steps ahead. He's a chess player. He's prepared. He's putting things together. And that's what I need. Somebody who's willing to put into the kingdom. So we can bring our royalty and reign together and we empower the world. We empower the nation. We empower each other. We empower those with, with us. But I don't need somebody who's just looks the part. That's the joker. The joke yeah. is wild. And it's a lot of wild jokers out there. Maybe. But you also have people who, you know, I tell people I could have a business bringing folks from America to Africa and vice versa and marrying them off. I am a semi-pro date doctor with folks who've actually gotten married, right? So I'm not Mm -hmm. talking. This is what people have paid me to do, to connect them. And so, and I take it very seriously. You know, something happens, they got to come back to the doctor if they're smart, who hooked them up. Uh, Our things can go awry from someone who's Mm -hmm. been married over a decade um, and no marriage is perfect. But I'm I'm glad that you answered that. Now, when is your first, I'm going to start bringing expats to Rwanda? Because it's almost inevitable that people say, look, you're there. 
we have all the questions. We will pay you to consult, but we want to come on like a tour where we show you, you know, you show us Rwanda. So any plans for that? Um, I think those are quiet moves I make. Um, number one, number one, I celebrate you completing your journey. And I often tell people Rwanda might not be for you. So it is not my responsibility to sell. And I'm a real big person. I don't know if you pay attention or not. I never sell anything I do. I offer it. And so it's there for you to partake it. And those are two different things. Because when you're into sales, you're driving a certain direction. I don't have a stake in what you do or not. But I'm here for you to do it. So then we talk about, um, do I bring people over? I am available. And I, I don't know how to answer that because I think there's like six or seven people who are listening like, yeah, you brought me over. And I'm like, no, we talked. You made your decision. I just put things in place to make sure that your decision was solid. Like, I didn't bring you over. You got a space. You made your decisions. And they're going to be like, nah, that, that was her. Like, that's that piece. Um, we do provide with my cousin connection for Rwanda. Um like a setting up services like if you come in we'll help you get your bank account we'll help you get your momo we'll help you get your um things we'll help you figure out which vc we'll even put in the paperwork and go in with you and all that stuff we will help you get set up we will not leave you alone we will not strand you um i've had a couple people who've come in who just like yo sis i didn't make a good decision you can, i can give you two days in a very quiet place so you can figure it out and we can sit here and have a conversation we can talk we consult um i think that you kind of just put me on the spot because it's like j essence you know travels is here and um i'm gonna say this because i am wise enough to know i don't know everything so i even though i would be like no nah, that ain't happening no nah, that ain't happening six months it might happen because i do like answering problems that is what i do i solve problems and so for people who are having a problem or whatever if that's the need so be it um we'll put it in place we'll set it up we'll make ever what happens but at this point in time i let you make your own decision now i'm here and i do consulting and um we talk and we have my cousin connection and emails are there um all of those things happen i have zoom calls where we all come together and discuss different things um we have we have black card revoke nights and we just party and have fun on you know zoom um like i said we meet each other and get to know the family but um yeah i'll keep on saying let me be quiet on the butt you might be saying something like i said three months you might be like js since there you go go ahead Get them honestly, over. Get them over. Honestly, honestly, I'm just setting you up, and um, you know, some, it's a gift. So we try not to abuse it, but it, it is definitely the setup. And off air, I'm going to show you why and how. But um, this this part, you guys, I'm not going to ask everything that you want to know because I want you to go to her YouTube and I want you to binge watch the YouTube. You know, I'm very strategic on the questions I ask and what I don't. I got to give you just enough to be like, hold on, who is this bubbly character? What do you want to leave the people with? Because I need to talk to you off air. So you leave them and we're going to go off air. Um, I don't, you just threw it out there. Like, okay, let me, let me get my mic. My mic hot, my mic hot. Um, the encore, the encore. Okay. Um, check one, check one, check two. Uh, honestly, first and foremost, I I love to talk. I don't mind up as a gift to gab. Um, but definitely, 
Um, if anything, check out the YouTube. Um, come see JS's journey. There's so much going on and I do open up my life so you can kind of see it just because it's okay to ask certain questions. Um, I'm trying to be very transparent. I think a lot of people think, um, oh, you really can't be that happy. Yes, you can. I'm cool. I'm, I'm chill. I'm happy. You know, spirits flowing. Everything's aligned. Doesn't mean perfect. And I say that all the time. Doesn't mean perfect, but I'm placed and I'm, oh, I'm purposed. I'm happy about that. Um, JS's journey, like I said, go to the YouTube. Um, go catch a joke. There's jokes I have. Like I just talk about life stories. Sometimes it's not all about the mission of going and being someplace. Sometimes we just sit and talk and shoot the breeze. Um, like, you know, I was about to say somebody like, you know, the stories that I have from Liberia, the stories that I have here, how many times I have busted my tail down these hills the whole time I rode all the way down. People thought I was in a moto accident. No, I just wore flip flops trying to be African. I'm not that African in the ankles. The ankles are not African. The, Afri the ankles are straight American, straight American. I don't have strong ankles. Couldn't do it. I just rolled down hills. Um, and then that's it. Like the My Cousin Connection for those who are looking to move to Rwanda or just want to be interested, get a cousin, a distant cousin subscription. We write down articles. We give you information. We highlight different things. We talked about taxes. We're talking about legally. What do you need to do in order to leave? Do you have your will together? Do you have these things together? Because um, people don't realize if you plop, plop on the continent, the setup is that they fly your body back. And that can be a good 15 to 20 grand just to put your dead tail on the plane. So you need to start knowing these things because you have to kind of figure out what you want to do. Um, but that's it. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I hate saying like, I'm just a humble person, but I am. I don't people just be like, you're doing so much. And I just be like, I just keep on doing like nothing has stopped me from doing. So I just keep doing. So Mike is dropped. You guys got the game. Be blessed. If you do nothing else, share it. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.